Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Greetings, everybody. Um, this is Sevgi. Hi, Facebook. Um, hi, Block Talk Radio. So uh, welcome. And I'm really glad to have everybody listening in. Um, again, I'm Sevgi Fernandez. I am the president and founder of Together We Stand. We are a national nonprofit, and we are dedicated to dismantling racism, discrimination, and police brutality. And we do that through advocacy, education, and legislation. And uh, we are here tonight on a pretty bad day for our community. This is the four-year anniversary of the death of Marcus Merritt Sr. Uh, his mother, Royce Eckley, a part of our organization and has been um, has become one of my sisters truly in life and uh, this road uh, in trying to get justice for her son and answers for her as a mother has been um, one out of like the most bizarre crime scene investigation television show you could imagine on this planet and it's Fucking real life people. Again, get your children out the room. So, um, I'm really happy to have an amazing man on with us today. His name is Mark Harper, and he is with MJA Inc. Investigations. And uh, Mark, can you hear me? Sure can. Sure can. Welcome to the show, and I'd love it if you could tell everybody um, about MJA and... Um, how you got involved in this case with Royce? Okay, um, okay. Um, MJA Inc. Investigation. Uh, we're a volunteer organization, and we have 44 members, and uh, there's 18 of us related in some way. And um, we do missing persons, unsolved crimes, Jane and John Doe's, and we consult on several cases. And I got involved with uh, Mr. Mayor's case through another client who suggested that we took a, take a look at the case. Okay, and how long have you been? How long have you been working on this case? I know much longer than we have. Uh, I think it was around late 2014, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Well, so you've been on this road with Royce much longer than we have, but I'm glad all of our paths have crossed. Um, I'm just going to give our listeners um, just a brief summary of what occurred um, as far as we know, because, again, um, corruption in Louisiana Police Department is amazing. at, At this time... Uh, with the report that the Louisiana State Police handed down yesterday, we have no choice but to put a case file and present it to the Justice Department, and that will be done on January 13th. 
and um, I believe we have probable cause to ask for an outside jurisdiction to examine the case because that's the only way it's going to come to a fair and just conclusion. Absolutely. And there's there's um, many points that we put in the case file. We even have two amazing uh, outside organizations that be willing to take on the case. So uh, that's that's the type of relief we're seeking now from the Justice Department. They get an outside agency in because the case file, as they will see that the Louisiana State Police handed down is full of holes. It contradicts itself, and they're the one that wrote the report. Now, how do you contradict your own report? Well, I think because they're not used to people questioning them, especially down in the South. Those police departments think what they say goes, and, you know, it's been running that way for many years, and I have uh, had a really sickening inside look at it over the past year, and I mean, I'm floored, and we see a lot of cases. This one is, you know, by far and away the most corrupt I've seen yet, and I just want to give everybody who's tuning in, because we have a lot of folks on Facebook tuning in with us, um, just a little bit of background on the case. So, um, Royce's son, Marcus, passed away four years ago today and in uh, St. Landry Parish, uh, Louisiana. And he, it was ruled a suicide, but there are holes from the beginning to the end with the investigation um, and contradictions all the way across the board. Um, He was estranged from his wife at the time and not living with her. And... um, she basically called um, Royce and said, you know, Marcus killed himself. Um, we have never seen a photo of the scene. Um, the scene was not properly cared for. Uh, there wasn't a proper investigation. Um, there was no autopsy done. Uh, there was uh, no he supposedly shot himself in the mouth when he was uh, at the funeral home. Not one person could find anything wrong with his head at all. Nothing. No swelling, no wound, no nothing. And, um, again, no autopsy. Uh, The estranged wife and her family went to the home that, uh, he died in the very next day and burned the mattress that he supposedly died on, um, but it was a suicide. So you're supposedly grieving. You have children with this man, and the next day you go to the house and burn a mattress. Um, just <laughs> that's just the beginning, people. Um, uh, the chief of uh, Leonville Police uh, has a relationship with the family of his wife. Um, it's just been one thing after the other. And we were able to, with the help of a lot of amazing people that are tuning in right now, 
uh, and MJA Inc. Uh, have an amazing call to action last year, and um, we put enough pressure on the Louisiana State Police that they opened up their own investigation, and they exhumed Marcus's body and uh, did an autopsy. Um, but clearly, they felt there was enough evidence to do something like that. And the detective on the case has even said, you know, in my 30 years, I've never seen anything like this happen. We've never exhumed a body and done anything like this. And, you know, we were told we were to wait maybe six to eight weeks. And they showed up a week and a half before Christmas. Um, <clears throat> They drove to Texas to meet with Royce and handed her one piece of paper with three paragraphs on it stating that they ruled it a suicide. Um, so this mother who went through all of this hell, who watched her son's body be exhumed, um, who waited six months because they were doing testing, um, got a piece of paper handed to her with three paragraphs on it. and. No file, no evidence, no walking her through anything. Um, right before Christmas, so Merry Christmas. And uh, so she went through, jumping through the hoops to get a copy of the report. And uh, it came yesterday. Ironic timing that it came right before Marcus's anniversary. And uh, it was... Absolute crap. Um, I believe they spent the last six months figuring out how they were going to cover more shit up. And they have, not only in the initial investigation did they contradict themselves, but now there's even more. So in one sense, it's good for us because we have more things to point out to get this case taken out of the state of Louisiana's hands and put into an investigative uh team that would actually potentially be able to give justice to this family. Um, so there's the sort of quick rundown on on it, but certainly there's a lot more to it. But uh, having heard that, I'm sure you understand why we've been involved and um, why we are going to continue to seek justice for, for Royce and her son. Um, so, Mark, I'm going to let you jump in here, and maybe you can speak to some of the concerns and contradictions that we're seeing and, and why we feel it's so necessary to keep moving forward with this. Okay. For number one, I've always been told there was no photographs. Okay. Now they're claiming there was photographs. Okay. Uh, on a statement by the first officer that arrived on the scene, he made a statement that the in-laws was in the house, and he gave him a stern to get out of the house. Okay. Now, the in-laws said they were exiting the bedroom where they found Marcus, and as they passed the officer, he said, well, that was my friend. Well, in the statement that this officer gave, he said he had just bumped into Mark casually around town. They wasn't. So that's a red flag. And then another thing is 
um, I believe a lot of it was, um, I call it dressing the shop, because if you look of all the officers that was there for a so-called suicide, it's like somebody's window dressing trying to convince everybody that it was a suicide. Yeah, if you look at all the investigators that's there, that's too many to have there for a suicide. And then exactly. there's conflicting statements between them. And uh, so that's what I'm saying. It's like um, they're still not on the same page with each other. And, uh, okay, then a good example is the chief of police. He makes a statement. That he asked the estranged wife if she wanted to gun back, she declined. So he said he cleaned the gun, put it in an evidence bag, and put it in the evidence room. Well, let me stop to me right that's misconduct. Yeah, Mark, let me stop you there just for one second because I want to make okay. sure everybody on Facebook okay. just heard that. The chief of police, okay, saying that he asked the estranged ex-wife if she wanted the gun back that supposedly Mark killed himself with. She said no. So the chief of police washed the blood off of the gun and then put it into evidence. Fuck, are you kidding me? Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I just want to make sure and everybody caught that. To me, you know, I can't say that's corruption, but to me that's misconduct for number one. If you're going to keep the gun in the evidence room, you leave it as is or you have the gun processed and then put it in the evidence room. You don't wash okay. off evidence. That You Absolutely. just don't do that. No, and, and I mean, see, there's no blood evidence from that case as far as we know, correct? I mean, they burned the well, that had the blood. Right? And yeah. then he washes the blood off the gun. Yeah. And so that's another thing. There's one mention of blood splatter on the end table in the bedroom. Okay. But, like I said, we have seen no photos they produced to even show this. And another thing is about the contradiction of the way the body was found. Several officers said that he was in a setting position and against between the wall and the bed and leaning towards the end table. Okay. The chief of police made a statement when he arrived on the scene, Mr. Merritt was in a laying position. Okay, which is it? Was he in a setting position or a laying position? Yeah, I mean, clearly there was no care taken to the scene. Things were moved, things were changed, and we, you know, in this report, I knew this was going to happen. Lo and behold, we're looking through the report, page by page, page by page, and everything's blacked out, blacked out, blacked out, and then they make statements and they say, see, um, attachment A, B, C, D. Right. Um, Not not one attachment was sent. Not one attachment. So no photos, no evidence, no cell phone records. No, and see, that's another thing. If if there was photos and we had photos of the death room, our experts can determine what happened in that room. That's what they're trained to do. And they really want to make sure either 
either they never took them because they didn't want them to be seen or they took them and they don't want us to have them. So, I mean, it, well, it, it seems that if it was a suicide and they did their job, that they shouldn't have any problem handing over the full report. Hand it exactly. over. You did your job right. You followed the law. You did a complete and full unbiased investigation. Hand over the whole file. Hand it over. Yeah. There's nothing to hide, yeah. right? Yeah, they ruled it suicide, so there's no law or justification for them to hold anything back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And see, here's another thing about the situation. The cover letter from their legal department more or less was stating they was giving Royce this information because we uh, done a Freedom of Information Act. But if you read uh, Detective Fournette's report, he's going on the assumption that uh, Royce made a complaint. It's right in the report, complainant, and she's the complainant. No, that's not how it happened. And uh, so that's what I'm saying. It's just, it's all, the re- whole reports contradict each other. Oh, yes, another thing is, okay, the attachments of the witness statements, they're actually statements instead of summarized. Okay, the summarized version slants towards suicide, but we know for a fact one of those witnesses said more than what's on the summary report. So, what are they hiding? A lot. A lot, and you know, I mean, let's look at it like this. Um, we have a chief of police who is tampering with evidence. Um, we have a personal relationship between the uh, estranged wife and the chief of police. Uh, we have uh, no photographs, no autopsy. Um, so, you know, what does the state police have to hide? Well, gee. Royce went through hell for how many years trying to get somebody to look into this? Finally, yeah, you know. Just to listen. That's all she was asking. And they all have a lot to lose. Of course they have all a lot to lose. I mean, what kind of a scandal is it going to be the day that it comes out that, you know, there was a corruption and cover-up of this death from tiny little St. Landry Parish and Leonville Police Department, all the way up to the top of the state police. That's what's going to come one day because, you know, nobody, nobody, nobody deserves to have to go through this to get answers from our law enforcement officers. Not one. Well, you know what? You know what the telling tale is about this whole thing on this report. And see, they screwed up by putting it in there. And that is the patient at the hospital who addressed her concerns about the estranged wife. Okay, this patient didn't know Royce, didn't know Marcus, so she wouldn't have said that unless it actually happened. See, that's the tall tale right there. And just so the Facebook folks know, uh, you know, this patient that um, his ex-wife was taking care of who was interviewed, um, you know, said she didn't want... Uh, she she was frightened of this woman because of right. the horrible things she was saying um, about about Mark. And this is somebody that doesn't know them at exactly. all. Exactly. Yeah. It's, okay, it's, and then let's go on with her statement that she made to people about 
setting her ex-boyfriend on fire. He was interviewed, and he said, no, it was a grease fire when he was a teenager. Okay. So she was using, okay, let's put it this way. She was using that excuse to intimidate other men. Let's just face it. That's why she was saying it. Saying, look, you screw with me, I'll set you on fire like I did my ex. Did you guys hear this? The ex, um, you know, made statements saying that, you know, she set her ex-boyfriend on fire, right? So, yeah. Crazy yeah. people say that. Sane people don't say that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I, Royce, I know you're listening, and I want you to know that um, we are not going to Oh, did I lose you? Hello? Did I lose you? Okay. Did you, can you hear me? Yeah, I lost you for a second. Okay. Oh, okay. Technical issues. Um, so on the 13th of this month, um, MJA will be submitting a full file and request for the Department of Justice to take over this case. And um Together We Stand is going to be putting together a national call to action to put pressure on uh, the state police to release all of the files, a little bit, and no attachments. Um, and, uh, and we're certainly going to uh, let the Department of Justice know that uh, there are a lot of people behind this family um, that really want to see them get justice. And I really hope that everybody listening and watching will make sure to uh, help us uh, when we have that going. It'll be within the next week. Um, and, see, that's another thing about this whole thing. Everything is planted towards the in-laws version. And nothing on Marcus's side of the family. Okay? It's, just, it's just not right. No, you know, well, they have, uh, to make, they have to make their story as, as uh, believable as possible, but, you know, lucky for us, they've contradicted themselves on paper so many times that, you know, it's just not going to fly, and, um, you know, it's Well, gonna, you know, that's what I'm saying. I was laughing, actually laughing at the report, and I know it was rude of me talking to Royce doing that, but I'm telling you why, it, it, was, it was comical. I've never seen a report like that. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they would assume that this mom who's gone through this hell for four years, um, and much of it on her own, um, when I first met her I online, I asked her, you know, send me what you have. And most of the time when we get cases <laughs> and I'm speaking to moms, you know, I'll get an email or two with a few files. I She sent me this packet about this, <laughs> you know, hundreds of pages. This woman was on it, and she meant business. And that, you know, because of that, you know, she was able to get where she is today. And she's she's going to fight and until the end for her son, as she should. And um, for them to think that they can come, of all, with a piece of paper with three paragraphs on it a week before Christmas, um after all of this, and that, that that's sufficient to explain all of the all of the misconceptions and all of the 
contradictions and all of the things that make no sense is absolutely asinine and um, just disturbing on so many levels. And then for them to, to send us this report, uh, report, uh, <laughs> that's supposed to clear everything up, which is just another, you know, 20 pages of bullshit is just uh, it's unbelievable and you know yeah, we just, just opened uh, it up even more it, it really did i mean i that's the thing i don't understand is how how they think they can send us something that has a statement from the chief of police saying oh yeah i washed the blood off the gun and then i put it in evidence like okay really like that okay um so yeah i mean it's pretty unbelievable and as i said when i started this whole thing like this is you can't make this shit up i mean this is better than i you know any crime scene thing i've ever seen on tv like it's so convoluted and ridiculous and this is this is a state police department this is a state police department in 2016 yeah the thing is that they, they just assume that at some point she'll go away or she'll quit or will quit or we're going to buy their stupid crap because for however many years, you know, especially in the South. But I can't even say that because we see this stuff in LAPD and Chicago PD and Minneapolis PD and Baltimore PD and San Francisco PD and Oakland PD. Yeah. It's all over the place. They, they are not used to having to answer for their crimes. And they're used to being able to sweep stuff under the rug and um, it's just a Oh, yeah, it's been proven over and over again. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, they can keep it going, but, I mean, it's coming to an end, and it's, 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 it's sad that it's sad that we have uh, a system in place that is so invested in uh, breaking the law rather than following the law, rather than doing the just and right thing. And, um, you know, it's just, it's pretty disgusting. So this is just sort of a preview we're doing for everybody here to, again, uh, let them know about this case and to uh, to get this shared as much as possible. Everybody that's been watching, I'm really glad that you have taken the time tonight to um be with us and we really need you to share this um share this podcast share this facebook live video and let people know exactly what's going on and um and we really need you to participate when we launch this call to action uh royce needs you um i'm speaking to every mother out there um you know we have to help one another i cannot imagine cannot imagine i have three boys i cannot imagine going through this, and um, it, I've cried many, many nights over this, and I have had an immense amount of anger over this, and, um, you know, you don't go through things like this with people and not feel close to them, and, you know, Royce is my, my sister forever, like, um, it's just really important that everybody do their part, and it's 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 we're going to make a call to action that's very easy. Click a few buttons and send an email, and it really does make a difference. We were able to get a body exhumed and an autopsy done, although they ended up using that to cover up 
more of their shit, at least um, we're making forward progress. Nothing like that's ever happened before in the state of Louisiana. So we are... No, that's why um, I understand there's going to be a, a new case law, an exception rule because of it. The mother does have a right to have the body exhumed, no matter what the wife says. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're slowly but surely changing the way things are run, and it, it all comes down to everybody that's taking the time to help. You know, we don't do this by ourselves. Um, and, uh, you know, it just goes to show you that your voice is powerful. You know, making those phone calls, you know, uh, sending an email, it really does make a difference when it all adds up. And you just have to, you know, remember that when you get these requests that yours might be that extra one that went through that was the catalyst into into making them move and do something. So you know, I'm always harassing folks to, to get involved, and here is my lecture again for the night. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, you guys do amazing work, and some of the cases you've sent me, uh, I can see why your group are, you know, the way you have to do things. Because that one case you sent me, which happens to be in Louisiana, I can tell you straight back, that kid didn't do that crime. And it just amazes me that the cases you guys do and how you do it and so on. Well, thank you. And and go back to you also. I mean, you guys have an expertise in, you know, investigating crimes and investigating things that that we just don't have, and so it's been invaluable for us to have your support on all of the things that we've come to you for, and, and you know, that's that's part of what everybody needs to realize is, like, we're all fighting for the same stuff, and uh, as long as we stay uh, in our own little corner doing our own little thing, we aren't as strong and as powerful as we could be, and, um, you know, we could have never... Uh, had this happen without the help of MJA and um, certainly uh, need them in the future. And I think that then that's that's just a statement to everybody who's out there um, in activism and uh, running organizations. It's, it's about um, building a coalition and a community across this country um, together so that we can really affect change. As long as we're divided, our, our voices limited and and what we can um, uh, force to happen is is really um, very 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 limited so it, it's it's important that we come together and uh, you know, I'm just preaching and preaching and preaching well like I said one one famous woman says it takes a village and it does it certainly does it certainly does and um Royce, we are your village, and we will be, and your village will continue to grow. It's growing tonight, and it will it will continue to grow um, until we get you the answers that you deserve as a mom. And um, you know, I just, again, want you to know that you are not alone. You will never walk this path alone again. And um, I want to remind everybody that we will be uh, putting together a call to action. So keep your eyes out. 
and um, I want you guys to make sure to look up MJ. How can they find you and support your um, your organization, uh, Mark? The best way is just to Google MJA Inc. Investigations, and our work will pop up, and it, it'll take you right to our website. Okay, so MJA Inc. Investigations? Inc. Yeah, you just Google oh. it, and and all, all, all right. work will pop up, and then it'll take you right, right to our so website. So definitely want everybody to, to Google MJA Inc. Um, and uh, check out their work and support them. I mean, they do not take a cent for the work that they do, as and and we don't either. And that's how it's supposed to be. Um, it really pisses me off when I hear people trying to take advantage of folks who are suffering. Um, and um, we need to support one another. And um, you know, MJ is doing amazing things for families across this country. I mean, truly amazing things. Missing persons. I mean, you name it. And, and they dedicate their whole lives to, to doing this and not for any financial gain at all. And that's pretty rare to find in this day and age. So um, I want to thank you, Mark, for taking the time to talk today and buddy in and for all the work that you're getting ready to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's my pleasure. Um, like I said, Royce, she's uh She's a diamond in the rough, you know. She's uh, she's awesome. She sure is. She's a firecracker, and, and we love her. And you, you know, know. We're, we we are honored to work with people like her and people like you. That's that's what it's all about. Uh, we always reach out when we can. So. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and and same to you. And um, so I'm gonna wrap up the show, and I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Please, please share the podcast, share the video. Um, we need to get Royce's story out there and um, get as much help and backing behind her as we can because um, clearly they're forcing us to do it this way and and, and it's a shame, but uh, we won't stop. And um, so good night to you, Mark, and bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And, um, Have a good evening. See you on the other side. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.